You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Good morning, City Tribe. About two weeks into 21 days of prayer and fasting, have you been praying? Absolutely. Have you been fasting? Yeah. You've been pushing, shoving, fighting, right? We're camo, the cameo, because it's war. Prayer is war. Fasting is war. For those of you who have not jumped in, it's not too late. Those of you who have not joined the fight, it's not too late. Fasting incubates breakthrough. Fasting births new things. Prayer restores the relationship between the Father and us. Prayer makes us like him. Prayer changes things. We're in the home stretch. Pastor Doug's going to bring it home hopefully next Sunday as we end this. 21 days, it's not the only time we're praying. It's not the only time we're fasting. We're just focusing on it. Prayer is just talking to God. Last week, we talked about the, the why. Today, we're going to talk about the how. How, how do you pray? How do you pray? How do I pray? How do we pray? Prayer is just talking, but we all talk different. We use different language. We use different words. I have found pretty universally God talks to us like we talk to people. Look at Job. God tells Job, Job, brace yourself like a man. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> I like that I would respond to that. But if you're kind of sweet in a whisper, I think he's sweet and he whispers to you. You speak in big, eloquent words. He speaks to you in big, eloquent words. Prayer is just talking. The Bible is filled. The Bible is filled with all different kinds of prayers. And I want to just skim the surface today and look at several different ways that you can pray. It's not the only way to pray, but it's some forms. It's different forms of prayer. So how could you pray? You could pray the prayer of worship. We just got done doing that with the worship team up here. Hebrews 13, Revelation 4 shares how we can pray in worship. One of the biggest, one of the biggest types of prayer is the prayer of worship. Worshiping the Lord, worshiping the Lord focuses on who God is. It's us recognizing God's power and majesty. These prayers can be as simple as God, you are so good. That's worship. That's worshiping him. Or it can be very wordy and huge, like in Revelations 4.11, where it says, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. When you worship him, it's a form of prayer. It's recognizing he is God. And, and it's interesting because the word God in the Bible has lowercase g's and uppercase g's. He says, you shall have no other gods before me. He's saying, I am the God, big G. Worship can mean anything from singing praise songs, or it can mean simply doing what Hebrews 13, 15 says. Through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. Prayer is a sacrifice. It's not easy. All of hell doesn't want you praying. It's a sacrifice. 
oh, I don't feel like praying. We can't just do what we want to do when we feel like it. I told you I got a million kids. We started changing diapers, and because of our age spread, we changed diapers for 16 years with no break. Like there was no, whoo, give me a couple of years and then we start back up again. Nope, between our special needs kids and all the babies, 16 years. You know how many times I didn't feel like changing a diaper? Whoever the cook is, mom or dad, you always feel like making something to eat you just ate a minute ago, right? Whoever cleans the house, I won't you know, call anybody out. You ever feel like, I never feel like cleaning. Some of you are like, I feel like cleaning. I never, I never feel like cleaning the house. But I have 10,000 dogs and I live on a farm. We live in the dirt. We got to clean it every day. You may not feel like praying, or praying and worshiping, but we're still supposed to do it. It's a, it's, it's a form of fighting. It's a form of becoming like him, getting near him. There's the prayer of thanksgiving. I love thanksgiving. I love November. Social media blows up, you know, 23 days of, of thanksgiving. Thankful for my husband. Thankful for my wife. Thankful for my dog. Uh, that's great, but we can be thankful year-round, all the time. We need to become deliberately more grateful. We were so poor for so long. That's not a joke. Every meal is still like a feast in my life. When I eat till I'm full, not till the food is done and there's no more, I'm like, thank you, Lord. We grew up without heat and air conditioning for so long here in San Antonio. When the air conditioning clicks on in the winter, I'm like my great-grandfather on the couch, glory. That prayer of thanksgiving, praying, praying our thankfulness to, for the, to the one who gave us what we have in our lives is another way that we can pray. It's closely re- related to the prayer of worship, but the difference is one is recognizing who God is, and the other is giving thanks to God for what he has done. The prayer of thanksgiving is thanking him for what he has done. It's warm in here. Thank you for the heat. I got clothes on. Thank you for the clothes. Psalms 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Be thankful. We we, we get, it's, it's easy. Let me rephrase that. It's easy to become unthankful. As a kid, I read something one time. It says, I used to complain about my shoes until I met someone with no feet. My car breaks down all the time. You have a car. I don't want to eat this food. You have food. My jacket has a hole in it. You have a jacket. This developing, right? We develop our muscles. We develop habits. Develop the prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of faith. When we pray in faith, it is us reaffirming that we have faith in God's will. The prayer of faith is saying, God, I trust that you're going to do what I can't do. We don't need faith for things that we know that we can do. Some of you right now, today, in this season, are standing on the threshold. You're standing in the doorway. There's a door closed in front of you. There's an opportunity before you, and you're thinking, I can't do it. You need the prayer of faith, right? There's a lot. I can do that. Well, then that doesn't require much faith. God wants to develop your 
faith. Don't pray dangerous prayers if you don't mean them. Don't say, God, give me more faith. Then he's going to give you something you can't do. Right? I prayed for patience. He made things harder. Maybe I shouldn't pray for patience. There are some of you who are like, ah, I can't do this. I can't do this. That's why we need him. That's when it gets exciting. That's, I love being in that spot. And that's when my wife gets a little frustrated, irritated with me. She's like, stop praying those prayers, John. I love it when I can't do it. Because then I tell God, you're going to have to do something. I love telling him, you're going to teach me to fall, fly, or catch me. One, something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. You got to do something. That is the prayer of faith. It isn't us enforcing our will into his. I'm going to cry until I get what I want. I'm going to scream. I'm going to hold my breath. I'm going to say, you better do what I want you to do. That's not the prayer of faith, but it's us conceding. And again, this is a short, dangerous prayer that his will be done. I want to have so much faith that I don't even ask for. I'm like, Lord, just I don't even know. Don't even know what to do anymore. Tell me where to go. Tell me what to say. Tell me who to be. That is the prayer of faith. Lord, let your will be done. James 5.13 is a prayer of faith. It says, is anyone among you in trouble? Is anyone in trouble here today? Financially, mentally, physically, socially, grammatically, in my case. Are you in trouble? Then let them pray the prayer of faith. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Your prayers are powerful and effective. Pastor Doug talked to us a couple of weeks ago how Daniel prayed, and it took the angels, the archangels, the big boys, the you know special forces angels. It took them three weeks just to get to him to say, we heard what you said, and we are working on it. It took them three weeks of fighting in the heavenlies, day and night with no break, three weeks just to say, we got it. We're working on it. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The prayer of intercession. Intercession is the act of praying on behalf of another person or group of people. When we pray for the well-being of others, we are interceding on their behalf. We pray for our husbands and our wives as they are, and our kids as they go off to work, as they go off to school. We pray for people when we hear that they're sick. I hope you're praying for your government. I hope you're praying. Boy, it's not easy being close to me. I tell people all the time when something crazy goes on, like the other day, those ridiculous things that happen up in Dallas, I, I, I was telling my friends, are you praying for Texas? I was like, are you even praying for Texas? I was like, this is our state for Christ's sake. Pray for Texas. Rebuke the spirit that's harassing Texas. Rebuke the spirits that are trying to take over Texas. That is the prayer of intercession when we war on behalf of someone else. Many years ago, around 2007, somebody says, you want God to give you what you want? I'm like, well, yeah, who doesn't want God to give us what we want? He says, then pray for other people. And I was like, huh. He says, do it. 
says, just for a month, for one month, don't ask for anything for yourself. And I was like, I can do that. He says, don't say, Lord, give me this. Don't do that. He says, this is crazy. He says, this is crazy. If you get sick, don't even pray, Lord, heal me. And I was like, hmm? Now he can heal you. He can. This is just the crazy people I run in circles with. So for a month, I just prayed for other people. I can't believe how much I scored that month. How it was all, bing, 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 bing. My wife is saying things that I used to daydream. Man, I wish I had a wife who said that. My kids are doing things. I was like, I wish I had kids like that. I'm like, wait a minute. If I focus my prayers on others, God gives me the desire of my heart. Think about it. Now, I'm not ruling you out if you don't have kids, but I'm a parent. Kid, parents, right? Right? We want to give our kids good things, especially it's even easier when they make it easy for us. They call me the cookie monster because I love making cookies, eating cookies. When I'm making cookies in the kitchen, my kids don't have to come in and say, I want cookies. I know they want cookies. I know it. They're my kids. When they come in and I'm making it and they're all, what you doing? I was all, why? <laughs> What's going on? They're like, I don't know. What are you up to? I was like, I don't know, what are you up to? And they're like, well, I just cleaned my room and finished my homework, and my grades are still all A's, and I spot cleaned the bathroom. I'm like, here, child, cookies, trays and trays of cookies. Have all the cookies you want. They didn't even have to ask because I'm a good dad. I'm like, oh, wait, look at that. Here you go. I'm sure there's a scriptural precedence in there somewhere for it, but try it. Pray for others. There's a room full of people who need something. I found that formula out. I ask people all the time. I'm, not, I'm talking like the lady behind the counter at H-E-B, the person at Walmart. I'm like, you need prayer for anything? They're like, who are you? Right? Or my favorite, my favorite, do you need prayer for anything? Who are you praying to? I was all, God Almighty. They're like, okay, then yes. Intercession is when we war on the behalf of other folks, we intercede. We're like, Lord, this is my buddy. This is my friend. I was part of a men's group for a long time. And we worked out this emoji system because sometimes you're so mad, you can't even get a full sentence out. Amen, brothers? Amen, men? Maybe it's just me, super jerk Johnny, right? I would get so mad sometimes, I'll choke my own shadow. I was so mad one day. We're at Home Depot. My wife's like, what's the matter with you? I was like, I'm being demonized. She's like, ask for help. I'm like, no. She's like, text your buddies. I was like, no. I got so mad, I just sat down. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm done. She's like, doing what? Everything. She's like, you're just going to sit there? I was like, yeah. She's like, fine, be stupid. She grabs my phone from me, texts my guy. She's like, John's being stupid. Please pray for him. <laughs> Gives it back to me. I put it in my pocket. All of a sudden, ba-bing, 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 ba-bing. Oh, I was so mad. I'm like, no, I'm not even going to look at their texts. And it was like something, because it was happening spiritually, was coming and lifting my burdens. My brother's prayers were warring on my behalf. And suddenly I was all, and my wife's like, are you done being dumb? I'm like, yes, thank you. Texted my brothers, I was all, thank you for interceding. I was like, I was losing. I was losing. Thank you for fighting for me. When we intercede for people, we're fighting for them. There's corporate prayer. Corporate prayer is when we get together and pray. We, maybe you and your spouse, you and your kids, the people in the car with, our big, big tribe, right? The big tribe, the tribe, when you get together in your men's tribe, your women's tribe, the youth tribe, the young adult tribe, when we pray together corporately, this brings a sense of unity. It brings a sense of community. It draws us 
closer together when we pray. The word says when a couple people get together and pray, it's awesome. When more people get together, it's even stronger. Our corporate prayers go up. And the Lord's like, man, I got all kinds of people praying for revival down there. Got all kinds of people praying for healing down there. Let's get angels. Come on, angels. Let's get on. Let's get down there. Get some healing going on down there. Corporate prayer brings us together. It brings us to him in Acts 12. Peter's in jail and they start praying for him and miracles happened far away. I don't know that Peter even, I mean, I hope he knew they were praying for him, but he didn't know they were praying for him. When we intercede, when we corporately pray, things are moved around in the heavenlies. I got up this morning, uh, and, and I say a lot of crazy things, but I got up this morning, and the veil was thin. I don't know if you know what that means. That means there's a spiritual plane where the angels and demons exist, and then there was where we exist, and they were real close this morning. I'm like, God wants to move. God wants to move. I mean, he always wants to move, right? That's not new. God wants to tell you something. He always wants to tell you something. But I mean, now, today, in this service, one of you, you, you may have missed it, right? You may have been zoning out or, or, or sending a text. You may have to go back and catch the worship service because they said what you have been waiting to hear, right? Your sign came and went because you were blinking or nodding or sleeping or praying or whatever. You might have missed it. The veil is thin. Today, he wants to tell you something. Start looking for it. There's one of you, there's one of you in here last night and you were crying, like crying, crying, praying. And you left your prayer time upset. And he's telling you today, last night when you were crying, I wept busting. He says, I wept beside you. I sat in silence with you, daughter. I sat in silence and wept with you, son. You went away upset. I was there with you, ministering to you. Don't give up on today. Don't go to bed. If you tell me, if you tell me I got something for you, I'm not one of those guys. All right, I'll catch up with you. I'm all, here it is. Put it in the hand. Oh, next time I see you, I was like, where you live, bro? I'll come by. I'll come by. I left it at my office. Is the door open? Let's go get it. Let's go get it. It's in my car. Where are you parked? I'll walk with you. The Lord's got something for you today. Don't go to bed. Don't take that Sunday nap. Don't go to bed tonight without getting it. There's the prayer. This is the last one I'm going to cover. It's the craziest, coolest one in my opinion, and it's just that. It's just my opinion. It's the prayer of the Holy Spirit. It's when we speak in tongues. It's when we pray in the Spirit. And I know there are folks watching and there are folks here and you're like, I don't know what that is. That's okay. We read a lot of things we don't understand. We watch a lot of things we don't understand. Somebody will explain it to you. If you really want, I'll explain it to you over coffee or taco someday. But this isn't just a Johnny D-ism. It's not just a thing we do here at City Tribe. This is right out of the Bible, Romans 8. Romans 8, 26. The concept is sometimes we don't even know what we need or what to pray Sometimes we're so upset, we're so broken, we're so sick, we can't even say the words. And that's when we need to let our spirit pray to the spirit of the living God on our behalf. Romans 8, 26 and 27 says, in the same way, the spirit helps in our weakness. 
We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Even country Western singers know, thank God for unanswered prayers. Sometimes we don't even know what to pray for. We're praying for this, and God's like, no, 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 over here, over here. That's when we turn to the Spirit. When my kids, my biological kids, the little ones that I minister to, they're like, I don't, I, what, I'm, what I'm doing is wrong. I was like, pray in the Spirit. The Spirit knows what you really need, right? My oldest daughter, I'm sure she's, this is going to get back to her. My oldest daughter is praying for Mr. Wright, Okay, I know I'm embarrassing her right now. And I was like, Miha, what are you praying for? And she's like, Papa, I want him to look like this. I don't want him to act like this. And I want him to look like, and I was like, you're praying the wrong thing, girl. I was, I'll start praying the spirit. Oh no, this is what I want and what I need. I'm all just praying the spirit. Just praying the spirit. When we pray in the spirit, God gives us what we want and we need because it's the spirits talking together. Verse 27, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Our lives should be lived out in accordance with the will of God. It was like last year or the year before, there was a guy on social media even older and crazier than me, if that's believable, and he says, I'm too old to even know what to pray for. He says, I'm too young to even know what to pray for. He says, I just abandoned praying for myself altogether. He's like, I don't dare think, Lord, I want this. Lord, I need this. I just pray, Lord, tell me what to say. Send me where to go and trust him. I don't know. I don't know why Paul was so powerful. I shared this a couple of times already with you. Paul was so powerful, it says that his handkerchiefs would heal people. They would find this scriptural. They would find his handkerchiefs and rub people, touch them with them, and, and he would heal people. I, I saw him studying the words. I was like, was he tall? Do you have to be tall to be powerful? Was he short? Do you have to be short to be powerful? Do you have to be Jewish? I'm lurking. What's the secret? What's the clue? I don't have an absolute answer for you. But it's, he says, Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that. That is not a requirement. So I started speaking in tongues as often as I can. There's a little sticky on my rearview mirror that says, pray in tongues. And all I can attest is that the power of God comes over us and comes through us like I've never seen before. There's the prayer of the Holy Spirit. Now, I said that. So when I say, don't worry about praying the right way, you're like, I don't know how to pray in the Spirit. You don't have to know. We get so caught up with, I don't have the right words. He knows your words. He knows your heart. He knows what you're trying to say despite what's coming out of your mouth. At the end of the day, it's important to lose our fear of praying wrong. There's no way to pray wrong if we're being honest with him. You know that he can handle our anger and our grief and our fears. I've had people that I'm ministering to and they're praying and they're yelling at God. You know it's okay to yell at him. It's not gonna scare him away. We've got friends who have been swearing at God and I'm all good. Let it out. Let it all out. You're not gonna scare him. He's not gonna be like, oh, no. He's heard worse words. He knows all the things you've done and all the things you've thought about. I'm not saying to yell at God. I'm not saying to swear at him. I'm saying it's not going to scare him. He wants you to talk at him. Sometimes when people are yelling at us 
instead of getting defensive, we need to say like, good, let it out, let it out. Give me more, empty yourself, throw it all on me. I can take it. God is saying, good, let it all out. You can, you can ask him. I've asked him, where were you when my baby was dying? Where were you when my mom and dad got divorced? Where were you when there was 87 cents in the bank account and no gas in the car and no diapers on the shelf? He can handle those questions because his answer was right here. I am and I was and I will be right here. But we're not going to hear that if we don't pray, if we don't Talk to him. Pray. Pray all the time. We need to get to the point where we are praying constantly because that is what helps us grow in our relationship with him. It takes time. It takes time to get there, but that should be the goal. We should be striving for that. I shared earlier the analogy, the story of the woman with the issue of blood in the Old Testament, and she was sick, and she was supposed to be on the outskirts of town. She wasn't supposed to be around people. She certainly wasn't supposed to be touching people, but she was determined. She's like, I'm going there. I'm getting there. I'm pushing through. I know Jesus can heal me, and I'm going to get what he's got. That needs to be us in prayer. You need to pray till you have no more words I heard that phrase in seventh grade from somebody who was outside of our religious beliefs. He says, I want to pray until there's no more words. I was like, what does that even mean? That means I want to intercede for every single person I can think of in every single problem and just pray until there's no more words. And then I'm like, spirit, take over. I have nothing left to say. Let me pray for you this morning. Let me pray over you as we continue to fight, as we continue to war, as we continue to battle in these 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you haven't jumped on board with prayer and fasting, we invite you to spend this next week praying more than you've ever prayed before. Set an alarm on your phone, put up sticky notes, use a dry erase marker to write somewhere that dry erase marker comes off of. But pray. Fasting is when we sacrifice, when we give something up that's dear to us. So when we go for that thing that's dear for us, we remember to pray. Father, I come before you and I ask you, I this morning intercede on behalf of your people. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and move on us, move among us this morning. Heal us, open the doors, guide us, answer Send light, send relief, send a cure. Father, make us a praying people. Holy Spirit, make us strong. Make us more like you. Father, we rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus. The principalities that control our street, our town, our state, our country, we rebuke them in the name of Jesus. We pray that your kingdom come. We pray dangerous prayers like your will be done. Set us on fire, Lord, so the world would see you through us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're not done. Um, got something on the screen I'd like you to watch, and then I'll be right back to close this out. so excited to draw about. 
Later, I started going to a Christian church and I'll never forget the time when they explained to me how much it costs per seat to operate a church each week. And back then it cost $25 per person to keep things going. And that was a much bigger church. And I needed to hear that number because it gave me a starting place or a stepping stone towards spiritual maturity. Later, someone in my life explained the biblical truth of giving God a first fruit tithe. And basically, this meant that I was being challenged to bring 10% of my paycheck and give it to God before paying any other bills. And the Holy Spirit convicted my heart so much that I didn't even want to put gas into my car unless I had tithes to God first. So you might be wondering, what does it cost per seat at City Tribe in 2024? $41.20 per seat per week to keep this baby rolling. And that doesn't just pay for Sunday morning service, but it pays for tribes, city youth, Kid City, midweek events, local missions, and so much more. If you're looking for a starting point, maybe this giving message was just for you. Thank you for those who have already partnered with us here at City Tribe with your tithe. If you've not joined, if you've not jumped in, God will bless you. He will bless you richly. We make it easy, so easy to give. There's a physical box you can come and put it into. You can get, you can text it. You can get online. We have pigeons out front you can tie your money to and they'll fly up to the roof. There's a little monkey who comes out here if you want to put it. I'm just kidding, on the stage. But there's many ways to give. Invest in the mission work that we're doing locally, that we're doing under this roof, that we're doing here in our world. We would love for you to join us in that. Don't run out today. I know it's cold and it's wet. Next door in the cafe, all the tribes have their informational tables out. Go get in a tribe. Find your herd. Find your people. Find your community and learn to pray with them, for them. Thank you so much. God bless. We'll see you soon. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.